0: Do you know the difference between being an overachiever and being a high achiever? Well, one difference is that overachieving is exhausting. High achieving is actually energizing. Coming up next on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, I'm talking about the indicators of overachievement, how to avoid them, and if achievement is important to you, how to achieve at high levels while maintaining a healthy, happy life. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. My guess is, since you're listening to the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, that you enjoy success, you enjoy achievement, and you probably have already achieved a great deal in your life. Um, Maybe people even are so overwhelmed by your achievements that they've called you an overachiever. Maybe you've jokingly called yourself an overachiever. I've certainly done that and at times in my life taken on the label of overachiever, but it was actually deserved. I don't consider myself an overachiever anymore and I'm really grateful (laughs) for that because overachievement doesn't come from a healthy place. Overachievement uh, is exactly what it sounds like. It's too much. And it's not only too much, it's for the wrong reasons. Reasons that can leave us not only feeling exhausted, but often feeling depleted. Feeling like we're never enough. We're not going to get there. I'm going to dive into all of that in just a moment. Um, But I want to also point out that Achievement in itself can be a wonderful thing. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm paraphrasing it, it comes from Sir Richard Laird, a British economist um, who simply wrote a book called Happiness that I read years ago. Um, But he said something along these lines. Basically, he says that, you know, as as human beings, we need a project, like we need things to be able to accomplish. And he said, um, you know, just watch children. They want to see how high they can jump, how fast they can run, prod any happy adult, and you will find a project. In other words, we like to achieve, we even in small ways, as human beings, we want to be productive. We want to feel like we are um, testing out what our potential is and we're doing things and, and hopefully we're doing things that are meaningful, that have. Um, that have impact, or that just leave us feeling satisfied because we were able to meet the challenge in front of us. Sometimes we can get this idea that somehow being focused on achievement is somehow a negative. Um, I think particularly as women, we can um, we can have these types of messages that come at us. Um, If you are a woman who has uh, focused at all on your professional life, um, you may have had people say at times, you know, oh, you must just be all about your career, (laughs) right? I remember people saying that to me in my late 20s and feeling very frustrated by it. Um, Oh, you don't want a family. You just want a career. Who told you that? I never said that, (laughs) but I do enjoy what I do. (laughs) I do enjoy making an impact on other people. Um, This is one of those things that uh, we just don't hear said as often to men, having to justify um, achievements and goals and going after big dreams. And so if that has ever been you, you could take on the idea that having a big dream and going after it or achieving another, you know, another accomplishment um, ends up getting dampened um, by guilt uh, or shame, right? Guilt that maybe I should have been doing something else with my time or shame, which is uh, not so much about what you've done, but who you are, you know, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm focused on the wrong things. And if that's been you I just want to invite you to let it go, <laughs> and we're all wired differently. And achievement means different things to different people. There are professional achievements. There are personal achievements. There are relationship achievements. There are health achievements, right? There are all different kinds of ways that achievement shows up. Um, I was excited when I first heard Dr. Martin Seligman, um, who was one of my professors uh, in positive psychology, uh, talking about this back when I was in, uh, in school there at Penn in this was 0708. and um, he began really talking about this idea of achievement as one of the pillars of, of, of helping to create happiness for us, that there are certain people for whom that productivity creates this boost of positive emotion. Um, it's not everybody. But as soon as I heard him say that, I was like, <laughs> That's me. (laughs) I often joke that sometimes I will add something to my to-do list at the end of the day if I didn't put it on at the beginning of the day because I just get joy from checking things off of my list. (laughs) That's like, I did that. I want credit. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, achievement just helps us feel productive that we are you know, fruitful in our days and the things that we are doing, we're getting things done. The key is making sure we're getting the right things done, the meaningful things done. So sometimes that means adding things that you normally don't consider achievements onto your goal list, right? So for example, uh, something that Jeff and I um, recently made like a tangible goal was one-on-one time uh, with Alex and it it doesn't have to be a ton of the one-on-one time but we each try to be intentional about one-on-one time doing something he likes to do typically that means kicking a soccer ball in the backyard or jumping on the trampoline while he gives me instructions uh, about what I'm supposed to do uh, that makes it a fun game for him (laughs) And so, you know, these aren't things I would necessarily pick, but they're meaningful, right? These are parenting achievements, little ones, little daily ones, right? So even if it's just, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes on the trampoline, it's a point of connection and play and play is a happiness trigger. And we know from the research that particularly men men and boys bond through play. Women and girls more often bond through connection, face-to-face, conversation, um, and that's important too. So by making this a goal, a daily achievement, okay, that feeds into my values uh, of what I'm wanting to do, right? So when I talk about achievement, I'm not just talking about, you know, going back to school and getting that next degree or the promotion or how much money and revenue your business is generating this year. I'm talking about a full breadth of achievements um, that are meaningful for you, okay? No judgment on what those are. But let's talk about the difference between overachievement and high achievement. A lot of it has to do with how it ends up causing you to feel and the impact it's having on your life and your relationships. Overachievement is often connected with overcompensation. When you're an overachiever, the finish line always gets pushed out further. You can never do enough. There are never enough achievements. So you could do absolutely phenomenal things and there is no contentment with that. There is no, I reached the goal and now I feel satisfied. Now, I'm not saying that a high achiever may not set higher goals. What I am saying is that the overachiever, as they get to the finish line, the finish line gets moved out. They never actually get to that place that is, ah, I did it. (laughs) There's a bit of perfectionism that comes in. And oftentimes with overcompensation what we are doing is trying to make up for something trying to prove something it literally is compensating more than is necessary for something so when i say i was an overachiever at one point in my life yeah i was um one i grew up always praised for being like really quick getting through things i I started school early, I finished early, and then I went through my first year of college and failed uh, academically, failed pretty miserably that first year. Um, And then I lost all this academic confidence. And as a result, um, when I continued uh, in school, I felt like I had to prove something. I felt like I had to compensate for the first year on academic probation. But I would never be able to make up how badly that impacted my GPA. So I came up with a new measure, right? I, I pushed my finish line out. Well, if you finish school fast, right? You're, you finish high school year ahead, finish college a year ahead. But here's the thing. As I said, when you're overcompensating, you keep push, pushing out the finish line. So I did finish college in three years. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, I went to three colleges in three states, Colorado, California, and Florida, and graduated in three years at 20. But when you're overcompensating, it's not enough. You've got to push the line out. You can never do enough. So I pushed that went straight into graduate school um, and, and finished that and then was suddenly realizing, what were you doing? <laughs> what, what were you going to hurry for? Who are you proving this to? Right? There ends up, when you're overachieving, there ends up being an emptiness to the achievement. There's not a satisfaction at the end. There is a what was, what did I do all of this for? What does this mean now? And so you are missing the journey oftentimes because it's not about the journey at all, which leads me to another um, indicator which is that oftentimes um, when you're overachieving, you are operating in a fixed mindset. When you fail at something, when you don't do well, you see it as a condemnation on who you are. You're not smart. You're not talented. You're not hardworking enough. You're not, you fill in the blank, not good enough in some way. And so you are... Let me explain what a fixed mindset is a fixed mindset says what uh, talent you have um the intelligence you have it's fixed there's a finite amount of it and so if you bump up against a, a challenge that you are having trouble figuring out how to conquer it's a threat because even though you might consider yourself talented or smart, it feels like you have bumped up against your limitation, right? So those with a fixed mindset often will um, back away from challenges. Um, they might not even put forth as much effort because they don't really think effort matters as much as how you were just naturally born, Right so if you fail at something you don't do well at something whether it's school or something in your career or in a relationship when you have a fixed mindset it feels like you're just doomed it's just a condemnation on who you are these are your limitations right and so you can find yourself trying to defend how smart you are trying to prove how smart how uh, talented um, how worthy how deserving you are when you have a fixed mindset. Um, Those who are high achievers tend to have a growth mindset. Um, They don't feel like they need to prove something. Um, They're not trying to defend their relative position on the ladder of intelligence or the ladder of talent. They actually believe that where they are today is a starting point for growth. And so they are asking the question, How does this goal grow me? What am I going to learn if I do this? Right? An overachiever is often concerned, what is this goal going to prove about me if I'm not able to reach it? So that might mean you actually set the bar lower um, or that you feel like you have to hide uh, when you fail at something or... Um, overcompensate to prove that you are worthy, smart, intelligent, et cetera, All right? Another um, indicator of overachievement is you're often more prone to upward social comparisons where you're beating yourself up for not measuring up uh, to those that you perceive as doing better uh, than you are. Um, and so you may actually find yourself feeling a uh, less valuable than those that you feel are higher achieving and that is because of another indicator of overachievement you actually equate achievements with personal value when you overachieve so overachievers are looking at the achievement of something as giving them as a human being more value the more achievements the more deserving i am the more valuable i am there is an inherent insecurity that often drives overachievement and so just noticing like what's my motivation here which leads me to the last uh, indicator i want to share which is is your primary motivation extrinsic or intrinsic extrinsic or external factors that are motivating you like a new title uh, money possessions um or- you know, whatever it is, that it's something tangible and it's something outside of you. And this isn't necessarily always a negative in terms of motivation, but if it's the primary motivator, um, this can create issues that again, tie back to personal value. Intrinsic motivation is what leads us into high achievement. Intrinsic motivation is about you focusing on progress over perfection. So high achievers have a primary motivation that is intrinsic. It's not that there are no extrinsic motivations. Sure, uh, more money that's gonna lead to uh, you being able to do some things that are meaningful to you, that's, there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) as a motivator, right? But what is your primary motivation? Even if money is a motivator, It often is a motivator because of something meaningful it's going to allow you to experience or to do, okay? So that intrinsic motivation um, when it comes to goals is about focusing on progress. Um, It is about noticing how you're growing and what you're learning in the process. It's progress over perfection, Overachievement is a perfectionism that cannot be met. There's always something more to do. High achievement is, oh, look, I was here and now I've moved forward. I'm two steps further along and I learned something in that. And I'm feeling satisfied and gratified because I'm actually making progress. So personal growth is often a big part of the focus when you are a high achiever how am I growing? Um, Often when you're high achieving, you see your personal growth as a responsibility. You see it as a means to achieving your purpose, right? Your unique divine assignments. Um, And so that personal growth is motivating for you, and that's an intrinsic motivator. You enjoy seeing your potential achieved, There is just a joy, a peace, a contentment that comes from that when you're a high achiever, Um, which leads me to this. And another indicator of high achievement is you do things for the pure joy of it. Um, When you are, let's say you're pursuing a higher level of education or some sort of training, um, you're on cloud nine when you're pursuing it, when you're studying because you love the subject matter. You love the impact you're able to make through these skills uh, that you're learning. Um, You love the opportunity to serve better as a result of learning more and learning better ways of doing things. So you're doing it for the joy of it. You're doing it because it's something that you feel passionate about. You feel a sense of purpose around it. Another indicator uh, of being a high achiever over a an overachiever goes back to something i said around overachievement which is for a high achiever failing is an event not a condemnation failing is a part of the process and for the high achiever they expect some amount of failure along the way and it doesn't it doesn't mess them up they might be disappointed they might have hoped or thought things were going to go a certain way, but they're not um, shocked by it because they understand that failure is a part of the journey to success. Failure is a way to learn. Failure is often a message. There's often an opportunity for growth in it. So when it happens, they see it as like as a coach. I see it as a coaching opportunity. What did I learn from this? Uh What is this experience showing me that perhaps I wouldn't have seen without the failure? That's it. They think differently in the face of a failure. And it's in a debt, it's not a condemnation, it's something that happened. It doesn't define who they are. It's a big difference. I failed is not the same as I am a failure. Key distinction. And then lastly, when you're a high achiever, your approach is balanced. Um, You're not wearing yourself out. You're not compelled to win at all costs. When the costs get too high, you're starting to notice that um, your relationships are suffering or your health is suffering or you don't have enough time or you're stressed all the time or you're feeling the high anxiety and there's absolutely too much pressure and it's not healthy. (laughs) You don't keep going, you realize that's a message and you pay attention to it. You don't force the deadline. You realize, wait a minute, um, perhaps uh, my optimism (laughs) played a role here in this deadline. And if we're able to uh, move it, if we're able to shift a couple of the expectations for it, when I see that it's too much, Then I do that. I put things into perspective when it's possible and when it's necessary. And I also notice the impact of the goal of the project on the people who are involved. Because sometimes, even if we're fine moving forward, the others involved in order to make it happen may not be. And so you're choosing relationships over results and deadlines. And you're saying, oh, we can, we can get there, but maybe we'll do it in a little bit different way or a little bit different timing. And now we can all breathe and we can learn from this so that we plan better for next time. So there's a balanced approach. It's not achievement at all costs. It's not wearing myself out to the detriment of my health or relationships or other uh, meaningful aspects of my life. I put achievement into perspective and because I'm intrinsically motivated, um, because personal growth is such an important part of the process, because I'm choosing progress over perfection, I can be flexible, which means I can be resilient on the way to goal. So that's it. Difference between overachievers and high achievers. If you recognized yourself here, Uh, Maybe you recognize some of the overachievement. It's an opportunity to reflect and to say, what might I be compensating for? And what could I do to make adjustments that make my goals more meaningful? And I can find that intrinsic motivation where I'm focusing on growth and progress more than I am on the extrinsic uh, factors um, that often can end up leaving us feeling depleted, exhausted, and unsatisfied when we get to the finish line, if we even allow ourselves to get there, (laughs) right? Remember when you're overachieving, you're often pushing it out. High achievement can be so gratifying. And honestly, it can be energizing. When you are realizing that you are growing, that you're learning, that you're farther ahead in terms of your growth this year than you were last year, that you're persevering even though something is hard and you can get to your finish line and you can celebrate and rest and savor it. And then maybe there's some next level once you have been able to do all of that and you say, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to learn and grow in another way. But it's not a rush. It is something that happens authentically and organically. So this is a process we often are using and thinking about um, in the CAP Institute for training our personal and executive uh, coaches. And so you might find it uh, helpful. If so, check out our upcoming coach training uh, intensive. We do them once per quarter. Um, You may find it super helpful. Uh, We've got one uh, that's coming up December 2nd through 4th, so that's actually this week, but we've got another coming up in the first quarter. So go to capinstitute.com and check that out. If you're wanting to grow just in a very um, personal way, not so much coaching others to grow, but you really want to be on a good path with your own personal growth, check out the Successful Women's Academy, SWA. That is where I delve into uh, your personal growth plan. I coach you uh, through our uh, personal growth lessons each month in our virtual coaching sessions. We actually meet live online uh, with Zoom and we have a fantastic community with hundreds of women, uh, successful women, just like you who are focused on their personal growth. So I would love uh, to serve you in that way. You can check that out at ValerieBurton.com forward slash a so remember how far you go is largely determined by how much you are willing to grow thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the successful women think differently podcast i'll talk to you next time thank you so much for listening my goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be but if you're looking for some more in-depth help then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast.